0: Morning, Storyside. Are you guys happy to be here today? Is everyone awake? Get enough sleep last night? Do me a favor. We have uh, plenty joining us online. We have uh, Janine joining us today. We love you, Janine. Uh, we have Kevin and Marla Dunn, Andy Kale, Kim Reed, uh, Bill Devore. There's a long list of people joining us. Can you do me a favor and welcome all those joining us online today? We're thankful for technology glad that you can join us uh, today. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Chance. I am one of the kids coordinators here at StorySide. I have the honor of serving uh, as kids coordinator here alongside my incredible wife Faith. Um, Faith down here, uh, she's just been such a blessing in my life and she is totally not going to be happy that I mentioned her name. <laughs> um, but I'm honored to have the opportunity to speak with you today and um, I'm so thankful that here at Storyside we have some incredible leaders, um, amazing pastors in our vision. Pastors, Pastor Micah and Pastor Angel Pelkey, uh, they are ju- they are just such a blessing to our area, and they lead so well. Um, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who cares for people more than them. Storyside, are you thankful for the awesome pastors we have here? <clears throat> Today we're going to be continuing in our series, Living in Denial. Living in Denial, and I want to share with you today out of uh, uh, Titus 2. Titus 2, last week we talked about uh, the importance of, or the danger of what some say. We talked about how some say can impact us and how we need to be careful of what some say. And then we also talked about the importance that um, we can't be part-time Christians and defeat a full-time devil. We can't be part-time Christians and defeat a full-time devil. And we also talked about the importance of denying ourselves. And today we're going to continue with the topic living in denial. Titus 2 uh, verse 11, it says, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no. Notice this, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior jesus christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own notice this last last line here eager to do what is good eager to do what is good can we pray today god we thank you for your word and we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence for those in the room today and for those joining us online i pray that your word would challenge us i pray that you would challenge our hearts today to lean in uh, to what you want to speak to us today help us god to live a life in denial in certain areas of our lives help us to not just be part-time christians but help us to be full-time followers of you we pray that your word would challenge us and change us today in jesus name And everyone said, amen. I love when we look at this scripture that I love that it starts by saying, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Offers salvation to all people. I'm thankful today for the gift of salvation. I'm thankful that God offers salvation to all people. I'm thankful that there's not a limit. There's not like only certain people get it. But Jesus offers salvation to all people. For those of you who don't know my story, I was... Uh, I first really started hearing about Jesus when I was around the age of five or six years old. That was the time I really first started hearing, had an interest, something pulling me towards God. And we would go to this, this thing after school called Good News Club. We'd go to this thing called Good News Club. And I liked Good News Club because Good News Club had snack. Right? <laughs> yep. Like when I first started going, it wasn't because I was like this anointed little five or six-year-old, like, I want to go hear more about Jesus. I was like, they have snack, I'm there, right? (laughs) So I go to, I I start going to Good News Club, and I remember one day uh, when we were there, they had these these little books, and they called it the Book of Life, and there was colors that represented what Jesus had done for us. And they talked about how Jesus' red blood covers our black sin, and he makes us white as snow. And we have green. There was green that represented new life and that there was gold that represented that we would someday see the golden streets of heaven. I remember as a young boy hearing about this and I went home after Good News Club one day and I prayed in my bed that Jesus would save me and forgive me of my sins. And that I think really started my journey on following Christ. And so I'm so thankful that they they do things like that. I'm thankful for people who believe even in young people who know that we're not going to wait till they get older. We're not going to wait till someday when then we're going to teach them about Jesus. But we believe in teaching people about Jesus right now, no matter what the age, because this scripture doesn't say that the grace of God offers salvation to older people. It doesn't say it offers it to just adults, but it says it offers salvation to all people. So I went to Good News Club. I gave my life to Christ and I kind of got off track for a long season of my life. I i got off track and wasn't necessarily fully committed fully giving my life to christ i was really living kind of the part-time christian life and so then as i get older uh start getting into my middle school and high school years and uh when 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 i I was in middle school i got invited to a church lock-in by my cousin to this place called city church and they're like yeah they're going they're going we're on sixth grade everyone's going we're like sure I'll go. So I go to this church lock-in, and it's fun. I remember they had basketball hoops set up. We probably broke 50 things. I don't know. But we go to this church lock-in, and I remember out of that, they start inviting me on occasions to their youth ministry. It was this thing called shift at the time. And so I start going there, and every now and then, whenever my cousin would give us a ride, I would go to this youth ministry. And I remember her mom had this old minivan. And I don't know how this minivan lasted as long as it did. But we would pile like a ton of kids in this thing that I'm, I'm sure when it pulled up, the minivan probably looked like this in the back because there were so many kids in there. And we would throw open the back hatch and everyone would jump out and we'd run into to the youth night. And so every now and then I would show up to the youth ministry and as I got older, they would have these things called collide nights. There's these huge nights, some nights that have inflatable, again, they would have food on other nights and so I was like, I'm there again. So we'd go to these collide nights and uh, eventually my sister comes to a few of them as we're getting into high school and we're like, that Clyde's just amazing. It's so fun. We love it. And we both start getting talking and we're like, I wonder what it's like on Sunday morning. Because everyone else there goes on Sunday morning. We've never been on Sunday morning. And so my sister at the time had just got her license and we're like, well, let's go on Sunday morning. So we get in our, her Buick rendezvous and we start driving to church on Sunday morning and it slipped every time it went into second gear and it was terrible, but it made it to church. <laughs> so we get to church and I remember the first day that I came into what was at the time City Church. And I remember my first thought was, wow, his accent is awesome. <laughs> but I remember as Pastor Michael was preaching that day, I remember, I remember as he prayed, that I felt like he was talking right to me. I felt like there was no one else there, and he was speaking to me. And I remember that that day, I cried in church. And I remember growing up, I'd seen people cry in church. I wasn't really sure what it was about. I thought it was kind of weird. But that day, I cried in church. And I remember telling my sister, I'm like, I don't know what it was, but I cried in church today. And she was like, I did too. Well, come to find out, we eventually learned that it was just God's presence and God was speaking to our hearts, but we keep going. And eventually on one collide night, we sign up for this thing called summer internship. We're like, I don't know what it is, but we sign up for summer internship. And through the internship, we eventually go to a central youth conference, central youth conference. They've talked about it recently. Central youth conference is an amazing opportunity. If you're a high school, middle school student, you need to go to CYC, um, And so Central Youth Conference is coming up, and I remember that leading up to it, I still hadn't really given everything to God yet. I remember being in such a low point of my life. I remember being depressed. There were days that I didn't want to get out of bed. I struggled with questioning my purpose. Why am I here? What am I doing? I remember it all led up to the point where a few days before we left, I remember crying in my bathroom, because I looked in the mirror and I thought to myself, I don't like who I see. And so I prayed that day and I asked God, I said, God, I I don't want this kid to leave Kentucky. That's where CYC was at. I don't want this kid to leave Kentucky. I wanna be changed. And I went to CYC and I remember on the last night It was the most overwhelming thing, and God completely met me in that place, something that He had started years and years before, and He met me there again, and I gave it all to Him. And you know, the crazy thing is that at the time, we didn't really have the money to go to camp, my sister and I, and the church actually paid what, for the both of us, would have been $650 for us to go to CYC. So you know, as as Junior's talking today, you can hear and think, well, yes, that looks like a generator leaving, and... But I'm so thankful for all the people who believed in us before we believed in ourselves. I'm so thankful for the people who said, you know what, we believe in young people. We believe in people getting up and God healing their lives. I'm so thankful for the people who said, even when they're broken, we're going to believe in them. I know that summer we, we, we uh, had a quote. We summarized the summer going into internship, and we said it was going to be the summer that changes everything. And I know for me, it was the summer that changed everything because of people who were willing to believe in us. I'm thankful today that God offers the gift of salvation. We look at this scripture and it says salvation to all people. I'm glad that it says to all people. And I think sometimes we can kind of like not always agree with this. We're like, do you really mean all people? see I got this annoying person at work and they just are just yes all people you may say well I got this cousin and you have not met my cousin they are just great yes all people you say even Michigan fans yes all people (laughs) I'm thankful that God's grace comes for all people maybe some of you today there's family members in your life that you're praying for you could have your own doubts. I'm not sure God could use them. I'm not sure God could change their life. I want to encourage you today that God's grace came for all people. It offers salvation for all people. If you've even tried to talk yourself out of it, maybe you're sitting here today like, "Well, that's great for everyone else, but that's not really true for me." That was me at one point, and I want to tell you today, whether you're in the room or online, that God's grace came for you as well. Story side, are you thankful that God's grace comes for all people? The scripture says that in verse 12 that his grace came teaching us to say no. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness or worldly passions. Today we're talking about living in denial. The King James version, Version says it like this, teaching us that denying ungodliness, notice that word, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world teaching us to say no, teaching us to deny, as we talk about living in denial. Let me ask you today, is God teaching you to say no to something? Is God teaching you to say no to something? Is there something in your life that God wants to teach you to say no to? Now, when we hear the word no, we don't always like the word no if we're honest. No has a negative connotation. It's not something we like to hear. It's not always something we like to say. However, in our lives, I would submit to you that saying no to things is a necessity. Right? Like we can't say no or we can't say yes to things all the time. Sometimes we need to say no. The direction of your life may be determined by what you do or don't say no to. What you say no to will have an impact on you. And that's why I want to ask you today, is God teaching you to say no to something? We don't always like the word no. For instance, if, if you're asking your boss for vacation, you may be afraid that they would say no. If you're asking for an extension on a project, you don't want to hear the word no. If you're asking your spouse for a dog, you don't want them to say no. No. That one, that one may be personal. <laughs> Faith maybe does not like hearing no about getting a dog. But I'm working on saying no. I'm, God's teaching me how to say no. We don't always like to hear the word no, but it could have an impact on your life. What is it that God wants to teach you to say no to. When we look at this series and think about living in denial, as the King James Version would say, teaching us to deny, we can almost start to think that it's for someone else. Like, well, I know some person, I know one person, they need to say no to this, and they need to get rid of this in their life, and they need to get rid of this. And we can almost think that it's for someone else. But we want to look internally. We want to challenge ourselves. I pray that the, God of, the Word of God would help us today to look at ourselves and say, God, Are you teaching me to say no to something? What is it in your life that God wants to teach you to say no with? Is it your anger? Could it be an addiction? Maybe maybe it's your negative thinking. Could it be fear, doubt, anxiety? What does God want to teach you to say no to? Could it be selfishness? Could it be always thinking about yourself? Could it be... Could it be not thinking positively? Could it be unforgiveness or bitterness? Could it be abuse, either physical or verbal? What does God want to teach you to say no to? There are many different things that we have to say no to in our lives. And I would submit to you today that no is often difficult. No is often difficult. We don't like to hear the word no, we don't like to say the word no because it's often difficult. It's not the easiest thing to do. Even when I say those things, what is it that God wants to say you to say no to? Could it be anger, could it be fear, could it be doubt? When we even think about those things, sometimes like uh, I'm not really sure I want to say no to those things because it's not easy. It's difficult, it's not always fun. Like when we're in church, sometimes saying no to those things, like it sounds good, but what happens on Monday? Is it still as easy? Like we could be sitting in church like, like yes, I want to pray more, I want to read my Bible more, I want to have some time of worship, so I'm going to get up early tomorrow and I'm going to, I'm going to start praying before I go to work. But you know, when Monday morning comes and that alarm clock goes off, it is very hard to say no to that snooze button, right? No is not always easy. Maybe it could be your anger, and when it it wells up, you know, you just need to say no to it, but it's not always easy. No can be difficult. Typically, it's not the way we're naturally going to lean. In fact, in Proverbs, it says that there is a way that seems right to man, but its end, its end is the way to death. It seems right to man, but its end is the way to death. So sometimes when we think about no way, it, it may seem okay to do it. Sometimes we can almost justify it. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's just this one time. It's just this one little bit of negativity. It's just a little bit of gossiping. But I would ask you today, what is it leading to? What's it leading to? Sometimes we try to, we try to justify it. We limit, we try to limit in our minds the impact that it's going to have. It's not a big deal, it's so small. James says it like this, it says, sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. So you may say today, it's not that big of a deal, but let me ask you, when it's fully grown, when it's run its course, what is that going to produce in your life? We talked last week that We can't be part-time Christians and defeat a full-time devil. That means that we can't just say no to things when we're at church. That means sometimes you're going to have to say no to things when you're around your friends on Friday night. You may even have to say no to hanging out with certain people. Even when no one's looking, there may be some things that you have to say no to when you're all alone. This can't just be a part-time thing. We often have to say no to things when no one's looking it's a lot easier to say no when we're at church but what about throughout the week for instance i my i went to my mom's house the other day i was picking up some some tools that i loaned her and she she told me that she had made some pie and so i don't know about you guys but when she told me she had pie i really struggled with saying no (laughs) but i did i didn't eat the whole thing i only ate two pieces I took a piece home and ate it a few days later too, so. (laughs) But no is often difficult. It's not the easiest thing to do. I know we joke about it and laugh about it, but maybe that's a no for some people. Maybe you want to be in better shape and you need to say no to certain foods. Maybe you need to say no to laziness. For some, it could be saying no to procrastination. Maybe you put things off and you don't want to deal with them, but if you want to experience God's joy, maybe you need to start working on some things right now. What is it in your life that God wants to teach you to say no to? Could it be unforgiveness? Maybe it's division, possibly even pride, negative self talk. For some, maybe it's skipping church. You know, they say the average person goes to church 17 times a year, once every four weeks. Maybe God wants you to start saying no to skipping church. For those joining online, I know that uh, we're thankful for technology. And for some of you, you aren't able to come, whether it's health reasons or different, different things that you may not be able to attend in person. But for those of you who are able to attend in person, maybe God wants you to say no to skipping out. Maybe he wants you to be in here in the room so that you can experience his presence with your church family. What is it that God wants to teach you to say no to? For some, maybe it's spending. Maybe it's buying things. Like, is there anyone in here, like you just struggle with that sometimes if we're honest? Like you have a hard time saying no to getting that new shirt. (laughs) What is it that God wants to teach you to say no to? It's very hard to say no to some things all the time. If we're honest, maybe we can do it a few times. But when it keeps happening, when we keep having to say no, is it still as easy? In Romans, it says it like this. It says, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Sometimes I think we have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability. Like sometimes we want to say no, but we just don't know how. Sometimes, more than anything, we would love to say no to that addiction we have. We would love to say no to that struggle. We would love to say no to that anger from our past, but it's it's not what we naturally lean to do. It's not what we naturally lean toward doing. It's not our natural way. As this scripture says, we don't have the ability to carry it out. That's why the scripture says in Titus that God's grace... Teaches us to say no. Because oftentimes it's something we need taught. It's not something we're going to automatically do on our own. We don't always naturally say no to things. Sometimes we need God's help. Is God teaching you to say no to something? Are you, like Paul is saying in Romans, are you the one who says, I don't have the ability to do it on my own? God, I need your help. You know, when I when I first started coming to church, when I was in high school, I remember that I had a bunch of plans for my life, things that I wanted to do. And I remember that God made the biggest impact on my life, the biggest change. I got the most happiness and joy in my life when I started saying no to my plans and preferences. I can remember that I would almost, like, Try to get God to do what my plan was. Has anyone else ever done this? I would like lay out, here's what I want. I want this by here and then this. And then after that happens, this is what I want. God, will you do it? Without ever asking, without ever thinking, God, what do you want for chance? God, what do you want to do in my life? What are your plans for me? I had to learn to say no, to deny the urge to push my plans and preferences. What does God want to teach you to say no to? I want to help you with one simple thing today, that if this is just, if this is the only takeaway you get, it's this sentence. Say no with your yes in mind. Say no with your yes in mind. You see, we, we often view no as a bad thing. We don't always think no is good, but say no with your yes in mind. Here's what I mean. There is often a a yes tied to your no. There's often a yes tied to your no. Meaning that to say yes to something, there is something in opposition that you must say no to. That means to say yes to one thing, you have to say no to what's working against it. So, for instance, if you want to see God's peace in your life, you may have to say no to anxiety. If you want to see God's blessing in your life, you may have to say no to selfishness. What is it that God wants to teach you to say no to? And with that in mind, say no with your yes in mind. When I say no, there are other things that I get to say yes to. Could it be faith? Could it be joy? Maybe it's passion. Maybe it's a better marriage. Maybe it's being a better parent. What is it that you want to say yes to in your life? Like even when we think about it, what is it in your life that you would love to see God do? What yes do you want to see in your life? Like I could I could ask the question, do you want to be a better parent? Do you want to see God use you in in serving? Do you want to see God have an impact in your family? Do you want to be more generous? And we could say all these things and we'd be like, yes, yes, I want that yes. Because the yes is what gets us excited. The yes is what we're all in about. The yes is what we want to see. But the no is often more difficult. What's that yes for you? What is it that you would love to see God do? Verse 14 in in Titus says that they were eager to do good. What is it that makes you eager to do good? Is it that business? Is it a small group? Is it friends? What is it that you want to see God do in your life? What is it that you're eager about? Like if you were honest with yourself right now, you may even talk yourself out of believing it. But what is that thing that you were like, God, I would love to see you do this in my life? With that in mind, what do you need to say no to? When you think about that thing that you wanna see God do, what do you need to say no to? You know, I've heard it said before that a lot of times God will lead us as far as we're willing to say yes. God will lead us as far as we're willing to say yes. And at the point we stop saying yes, it can almost be the cap, the lid on what what God can do with us. And since to say yes to something, we may have to say no to something else, I would submit to you today that it could be possible that God will only lead you as far as you're willing to say no to things. Titus calls it worldly passions, ungodliness. What is it you need to say no to? You know, there's a story in the Bible where this, the Bible calls it a rich young ruler. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he almost lays out a list of, here's what I've done. I've kept this since I was a child. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And Jesus says to him, yes, but there's one thing you lack. Go sell everything you own, give it to the poor, come follow me. Jesus gave him a picture of what his bigger yes could be. Jesus said, you could say yes to following me. But you're going to have to say no to your selfishness. The Bible says that the rich young ruler walked away sad. He gets to this point with the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, right in front of him, and he walks away sad because there was something he couldn't say no to. He couldn't say no to giving up his riches what is it in your life that could stop you from your yes what no is keeping you from your yes what no is keeping you from living out the plan and purpose that god has for you what's that thing that god wants you to work on don't let your story be like the rich young ruler don't let the story be that you walked away sad you know, sometimes we think that it's just a bunch of uh, rules in church, like, oh, don't drink, don't smoke, don't cuss. I got it. Don't do all these things. And we can almost view it as a negative because we have our focus on what we're being told no about. But what if you shifted your focus and realized that I'm saying no to these things because I get to say yes to so much more? You see, the enemy would love for you to focus on what you're saying no to. The enemy would love for you to focus on what you have to deny. Oh, God just doesn't want you to have any fun. That's why he needs you to say no to all these things. Or could it be that you need to say no to those things because they're actually holding you back from true joy and true happiness? What is it that you need to say no to? Sometimes they can seem so small, it seems like it's not that big of a deal because they come up so often. But sometimes a subtle no can lead to a big yes. Sometimes taking that small step can lead to so much more. What yes do you want to see in your life? What is it that you want to see God do? And what do you need to say no to to see that happen? Don't let your no keep you from your yes. Don't let it hold you back. What is God teaching you to say no to? For me in my current stage of life, I feel like God is challenging me to say no to my negative thinking. You know, sometimes I can be very hard on myself. Sometimes I can beat myself up. And I've started to realize the impact that it's having on me. You know, I've heard it said before that Your life is often moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so I did a self-assessment on where my thoughts were taking me. And what I realized is that if I don't change my thoughts, I may not get to see what God wants to do with me. If I'm not willing to say no to my negative thinking, it could keep me from God's purpose and plan. Like if I don't say no to beating myself up, I'll never fully grasp what God says about me. If I don't deny that from my life, then I may never understand that I am loved. I am a child of God. I may never fully understand that God has a plan and a purpose for me. If I don't learn to say no to what's holding me back, is God teaching you to say no to something? What yes do you want to see in your life? What is it that makes you eager? Is it being a better husband? Is it being a better parent? Could it be serving? Maybe you just want to serve and you want God to use you to have an impact. What is it you want to see God do in your life? Because when you have that in mind, when you focus on that, a big enough yes will make the no seem so small. When you have your focus on something much bigger, it will make it so much easier to say no. When you stop focusing on the no and you start focusing on, I'm doing this because I get to live the plan that God has for me. I'm doing this because I want the joy that God has. I want to experience his peace for the first time. I want to experience his plan for me. I want to experience what it's like to serve and have an impact on people. When you have your yes in mind, saying no becomes so much easier. You know, I think a great example of this was Jesus himself. Jesus suffered the pain and the punishment of the cross for us. It wasn't easy. His his no that he had to say was very difficult. Hebrews says about Jesus, it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, what do I think? What do what do I think was happening? I think Jesus had a big yes in mind. In fact, in the garden, he, he prayed that the cup from, could pass from him. He said, God, if it be possible, take this away from me. But not my will, yours be done. Because Jesus had a yes in mind. Jesus knew that he had to take on the punishment, the beating, the shame, because he was going to get the opportunity to offer salvation to all men. We were going to get a stand here today and celebrate, I'm thankful that God's grace came for me. I'm thankful that he offers it for all people, even the crazy cousin, even the annoying person at work, even the Michigan fans. We get to celebrate that today because Jesus had a yes in mind and he endured the cross. Jesus said no to the urge to quit, to the urge to give in, ultimately so he could say yes to you. So that when that opportunity presented itself, for me it was the first time at five or six and then again when I was 16. But when that opportunity presented itself and I said, God, will you forgive me? He could say, yup, because he had that yes in mind thousands and thousands of years ago. Jesus had a big yes in mind. What is your yes? What is it you need to focus on that will make saying no that much easier? What's your yes? Could it be simply the getting in shape? Do you need to say no to some things? Could it be God's peace? Maybe you need to say no to anxiety. Could it be faith? Do you want to believe? Do you want to just truly believe that God can use you? Maybe you need to say no to the doubt that keeps creeping in. Do you want to see your marriage be better? Maybe you do need to say no to selfishness. For others, maybe you could be praying today, God, I want to see you bless my family. I want to see you bless us financially. Maybe you need to say no to that urge to hold back, to be a reservoir. You know, we have our, our, our heart for the house giving opportunity next Sunday. Maybe God could be challenging you right now. Hey, I want you to give this amount. I want you to be generous. I want you to go above your tithes and offering. You could almost hear that and God could give you a number and our first reaction would be like, I'm not sure about that. Maybe God wants you to say no to that urge to hold back. So that you could say yes to him blessing you. What is it in your life that you need to say no to? And what's your yes that will make that no so much easier? Can we pray today? For those of you today who have been challenged, maybe you have, a, you have something in mind, something you've been feeling, even as I've been talking. You, maybe it's come up over and over again in your mind. But you have something that you know, you know you need to say no to. You can almost sense it. You can almost feel it. Maybe you have these emotions welling up around it, but God's saying, I want to teach you to say no to this. What is that no? No. For some, maybe it's your anger. Maybe you lash out. Maybe you fly off the handle too quick. Maybe God wants to say to you today, I want to help you with that. Let me teach you how to say no. For others, it could be an addiction. Maybe, maybe you need to say no to holding your past against you. Maybe you've beat yourself up for far too long. Maybe you're saying to yourself, God can never forgive me. God can never use me. You don't know what I did five years ago. Maybe you just need to say no to all of that right now. For others, maybe you need to say no to being uh, being a consumer. Maybe you should start being a contributor. Maybe it's not all about what you can receive. God could be challenging you. It's so much more than that. I want to see what you can give. How can I use you? what is it you need to say no to today? If you feel that's you today, maybe you've done that reflection and you feel like there's something in your life that you need to say no to. With eyes closed all across the room, can you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you today. Thank you for that. Thank you down here in the front. Back in the middle, thank you for that hand. For those who are putting their hands up, hands continuing to go up, God, I pray that you would help those who are saying, there's some things in my life I need to say no to. God, I can't do this on my own. I've tried before. God, I don't have the ability to carry it out on my own. Jesus, I need you to teach me. For those who are raising their hand today, saying, I don't want it to hold me back from my yes in the future. God, I want to be able to live the fullness of what you have planned for me. I don't want to stop at my unwillingness to say no. I pray that you would give them strength today, Jesus. Help them in every way. Help them in every way to say no. Not just now on a Sunday morning, but on Tuesday, on Wednesday, this Saturday. God, when it's difficult, when they're not in church, when they're not surrounded by their church family... Help them to say no. Teach them, God, to say no. And I pray that you would put that yes in their mind. You would give them a picture of what it is you want to see in their life, of what it is that you could do with them. What is it that God could do with you if you were willing to say, I'm going to say no today? God, I pray you would help them to see it. You know, we talked about salvation today and receiving God's forgiveness and saying yes to following Jesus and saying no to your old ways, your old life, your past sins is the biggest no that you could ever say. You know, the Bible says that we should repent. That means to turn from our sin. Maybe you have some sin in your life that you know you need to say no to today. Maybe you've been sensing it over and over again. For some, you may have never made the decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you have a lot of questions, but today you know Jesus is speaking to you. You need to say no to your sin and say yes to following Jesus. If that's you today with eyes closed, I want you to just raise your hand right where you're at. Thank you for that hand in the back. Thank you for those hands going up. I want to pray with you today if that's you. You know, sometimes in this moment we can almost overthink it ourselves. We're like, I don't know if this is really for me. I don't know if I want to put my hand up. Say no to that urge. God, I pray for everyone who is accepting you for the first time today, just between you and them. I pray that you would give them the strength to follow you. Say, as they say yes, to you. Help them with saying no. Help them with saying no to their sin. You know, it can almost try to creep in sometimes. God, I pray that you would help them to leave it in their past. Help them to realize that they are a new creation. Just like we read earlier today, all things are made new in you. Help them to realize that they are new. They don't have to live in their past anymore. They can say no to what's been holding them back. God, give them your strength today. For someone who's maybe been struggling with suicidal thoughts today, for someone who's maybe been questioning if there's even a plan for them here, you're not even sure why you're here, say no to it today. For someone your mind's just been running crazy, you've had all sorts of questions, it's been a crazy, a crazy past 12 months, God, I pray you would help them to say no to that and they could say yes to your peace. everyone today to not view no as a bad thing all the time but help us to understand that when we say no God we get to say yes to so much more we pray all this today in Jesus name amen can we stand across this room today and sing this out to him let's make this our closing song As we sing this today, let's make this our closing prayer. Let's believe that when we say no to things, God can make us new. That his endless love, his grace can make us new. Meaning that what we're going to look like, you wouldn't even recognize us from our past. Let's make this our prayer today, that God can really change us. We can say yes to so much more. We can say yes to so much more, because Jesus has made us new. And our life begins with him. Can we sing this today?